I've told you the story before. My grandmother growing up in Hungary, she told me stories of going out into the backyard and literally uh, choking the chicken and that, you know. You should be she, careful she, with that term. That's also referred to as something else. <laughs> well, you know, let's let's not talk about my grandmother choking the chicken then. Um, but she went into the backyard, killed her own chicken, and that's what was dinner, right? And yeah. then went into the garden and, and pulled out some vegetables and, and made it with the chicken. Let's go. Episode 122. Should I renovate or move? Like love it or list it. Love it or list it. Let's right. go. You're the intro. With that, we'll just use that as the intro. Don't overthink it. No, come on. Proper intro. <laughs> Do you listen to other podcasts? Some of their intros are just them starting talking. <laughs> I think it's overthought. All right, to satisfy Ariel, this is episode 122 of KT Confidential. I'm Adrian Trott. This is Ariel Cormendi, my neighbor, partner, friend, and uh, partner in crime, etc. <laughs> this is the Real Estate Podcast. And today, we're talking, love it or list it, do you want to rent? Or sorry, do you want to rent? Do you want to renovate? Or do you want to move? I mean, I think the answer is clear. Is it? I Hello, think so. by the way. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. I'm good. It's been super busy, so I'm glad we managed to squeeze this in today. Don't mind me while no I do some chapstick. No matter on. how busy, how slow, whatever, for the last... I'm th- I got to think, because you think KT Quick Tips, we transitioned to KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. Was that what it turned where, into? We're 122 episodes into the podcast, and we did a hundred and a few episodes no, of two hundred and something of KT Quick Tips. Yeah, it was over two hundred. It was like five years. Really? Four, four or five years. So for so I we've think got. So. I I don't, but whatever. We have three or four hundred weeks. Well, while you're talking, I'm gonna find out because. Think about that. Three or four hundred weeks that we have. Yeah, the past six years, every single week, every single week for the past six years, we've we've been putting out content. Did I lose you? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, I think something's wrong with my AirPods. They keep cutting out. Think about what you cut off. It. Think about that. For the past three or three hundred or four hundred weeks, somewhere in between there, every single week. We have put out this type of content. Yes, we have. We've made time to do it. Sometimes, um, not too many. Remember, bit, never mind. Never mind. Realtors or real estate teams or brokerages, because for sure we're leading the pack in that. But think about businesses and just entrepreneurs in general. Can you find any others that have done that every week for the past six or seven I lost years? You I think I'm going to take my AirPods out. Hey, dick face, can you hear me now? So this is episode 122 of KT Confidential. Uh, Do you want to renovate your existing home or should you sell the home and move? That's that's the topic for today. I'm back. I don't know what's happened to my AirPods. You're back. You know, I find the AirPods are are really 
um, hit or miss if they have a proper charge or not. Yeah. And if they are losing their battery power, they, they become less reliable. KT Quick Tips, 198 episodes, and I'm sure there's a few missing. So, yeah, we did a good wow. four years. So, we have 400 weeks, more than. Yeah. Yeah. It's a long time, my friend. Um, it is. So, this is a question that comes up a lot. I find and... a big one with this one is not so much renovate but I think people want added a bit more space. So for me, in my experience, it's been, do we finish the basement or do we buy a new house? Well, that's a renovation. No, I know, but I'm saying that's the specific one that I often run into. I guess the other one might be, do we, I mean, I think they're big renos. So like, do we get a pool or do we buy a pool house? House with a pool already installed pool house right <laughs> i call uh, it a pool house sometimes and people are like pool house well i yeah, guess house a, with a, a pool. pool house is like a house with a pool with a separate house that's for changing and stuff yes that's a but it's I, have, a, I have i have a friend a close friend that uh, his parents have a pool house and that pool house could easily be a primary residence. Yeah. Well, you know, in uh, places like Guelph now, you could do that and have it legal, uh, have a separate apartment back there. That's why Guelph is also a great spot for investments because they do have a lot of options that way. So finish the basement. Um We've had a lot of clients actually surprisingly over the last couple of years that have added second floors or additions to the property. I think the big, that more space. Is, the big thing is um, maybe location. Um, is a well, big that's where you got to start. That's where you got to start. Do you love the location? Right. Because that is the unchangeable. And it can be your specific property it can be the street. It can be the neighborhood. Well, maybe not so much the neighborhood, actually, because a lot of neighborhoods give you the opportunity to uh, upsize or downsize or whatever within that same uh, geographical area. So, you know, you might love your neighbors. Like if if you and I decided that'd be we were nice. inseparable and... Uh, <laughs> You're For those funny. of you that don't know, we're next door neighbors. I am. I am never coming over with any leftover food again. How about that? Well, it's been a while. Certainly not since COVID started. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Since COVID started, we haven't been transferring things from home to home like we did in the past. Living here has lost its appeal. Yeah. Well. Hey, we've both been considering and looking to potentially move i think i so the last time i had a client that was contemplating the idea of reno or buy they ended up buying and so their big thing was two things uh, they wanted more living space so they they were contemplating finishing the basement so this is the house on fengate in georgetown um the other thing is they 
they didn't mind the size of their yard, but the way it was, it was a newer development. There was little privacy. The homes behind them were elevated slightly. So there were a lot of eyes on them. They had very little privacy. Um, so for them, it was two things that bothered them. The, they needed more space by way of a finished basement, perhaps, and more privacy. The privacy would be next to impossible to achieve. I mean, even putting in fairly mature trees, which would be expensive, still wouldn't really provide that. Um, just the way the houses were positioned behind them. So they they couldn't really achieve what they wanted to. They could get some privacy, but it wouldn't completely achieve it. And then uh, timing was perfect. The perfect house popped up. It was backing onto a street. So there was no homes behind them. It was nicely treated. It was about, I can't remember the age, about 10 years old, maybe a bit older, 15 years old. And uh, it had a pool. The basement was done. It was a bigger home. Uh, so it checked off all the boxes. And the price to upgrade to it was about the one, I can't remember exactly. It was between two and 300,000. So well, if you're going to finish your basement and install a pool and some privacy, there goes 250K right there. Right. And you still wouldn't have the same degree of privacy that they do now. So the basement can add a tremendous amount of extra living space. But you get no natural light down there. You know, it's harder to maintain a proper temperature. So some basements can be really cold and no matter what you do, like you're, you're below, you're below grade, it's going to be colder, right? So even if you insulate it and jack up the heat, you're going to end up over hot in some areas of the upstairs floors. And then, and then, you know, uh, you don't have a proper balance of um, climate. Um, I almost feel like they should have one, a separate vent with a fan that can be run in either direction that runs from the top floor to the basement. And in the winter, you crank it so it's pulling air from the basement and pushing it up. Or no, other way around, sorry. Other way around, buddy. Way around. <laughs> and then in the summer, you crank Cold it the air other falls, way. Cold air falls, pal. Yeah, yeah. You crank it the other way in the summer to uh, bring some of the cool air back upstairs. It's um, a great idea. Yeah, it would be easy to do and it would help to regulate the temperature a bit. Yeah. And the issue is when when most home builders, well there you go, when we start uh when we start doing some uh, custom homes, maybe we'll uh, find a way to integrate things like that. Well, I think HVAC systems are so dated, they're just they need to that whole industry needs to be revamped. Like maybe it's a, a, an affordability issue, but like why can't these things have electronically controlled dampers that control more accurately where the air goes, right? Yeah. Well, you can, you can change your, um, uh, the vents. Uh, yeah, now. but it doesn't really help that much. Yeah. Well, well, in I fact, think, a lot I, of, I, 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 I think there will be technological advancements in that industry because you're seeing a lot of third-party companies come out with things that are app-controlled, yeah. um, and you, you know these thermostats that now have separate room controls and things like that. So it's just a matter of 
you know, uh, finding well, ways to install technology in the actual ducting, the furnace yeah. itself, things like that. It'll come. Well, and I think a lot of uh, custom builders, I don't know that it's made its way into the um, big builders where they're mass producing houses yet, probably because of an affordability factor. But like my dad has a custom built house and they have in-floor radiant heating on all levels. Um, and that's their source of heat. So it, and it is extremely effective. It doesn't dry out the air. So it's way better. That's, that that's the end of your story. Yeah. That's, that's the end of the story. Great story. So here's my thing. If, if you live in a home where you now renovating, let's, let me just go back because we're saying love it or list it. Right. And let's just think about when we say that we think of like HGTV shows yeah. where a contractor goes in, they'll pretty up your house and give you more functionality or whatever. Usually in those cases, though, it's not increasing the size of the home. It's, incre it's increasing functionality or... Yeah. Um, or providing more modern technologies or modern updates, right? So as an example, um, homes that were built in the 1980s and, you know, right into the 1990s, um, there was a lot of kind of segregated areas within main floors, right? You had your formal living, your um, formal dining, the kitchen oftentimes was on its own and not open to other areas. And well, sometimes we know, to the point where there's even doors on the entryways. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and as we know now, most people want to have a little bit more of an open concept. Not as much um, as it was even five years ago, though. Not not as much, not as much, because now, well, certainly now with COVID and people working from home, you need some separation. And some people want that large separate uh, dining room for, um, you know, special occasions or whatever. But for the most part, I think kitchen, kitchen and living area, people want relatively open yeah. to each other. Um, so if you have an outdated kitchen and you've got walls that are blocking you between, um, you and, you know, the rest of the family or your guests, when you're entertaining, you might want to knock down a wall, put in new cabinetry, new, you know, a whole new kitchen. And that can make the world of difference in how the space feels. Right. Yeah. Um, but then what you got to consider is, are you going to be living in, at, in the home? during that renovation, like if you've lived in that home for five to 10 years and now you decide, well, it really, you know, this kitchen really drives us nuts. It's ugly. It's, it's not functional. Um, it's not open to the area. So we can't see the TV or we can't see the kids when they're playing or whatever. And now you think, okay, well, let's renovate. Let's get the, the main floor looking the way we want to look. That's an easy solution to look. You just go to an What's Airbnb. It? Well, okay. I mean, well, you have the added have, cost of it, but even still. You have the, you have the added cost. Um, right now, you know, supply and demand, there's a lot of uh, construction materials that are hard to get. Good contractors are hard to get as a whole, certainly now. 
Um, so you got to weigh those things out. Uh, do you have family that you could potentially bunk up with while this is done? Is it going to get done in time? And then how much money are you going to spend to do that? And where's that money going to come from? Because right. if you're if you're getting a home line equity uh, a line of credit, um, oftentimes the rates are more than mortgages right now, and then you have a different payment schedule. So why not get a new mortgage on a new house and roll that all in, and potentially you get a home where it already has that kitchen that you like or living space that you like. And maybe it gives you some more space and maybe it's closer to the park or closer to a school or, or closer to a highway. You know, sometimes you got to look at the whole picture. Yeah. Well, just like the Lavender list to show, I think you need to consider both options because, you know, I mean, you're doing yourself a disservice uh, by not, unless you absolutely love where you are, you love your neighbors, your house can accommodate the addition or the renovation to satisfy you. Uh, but that, you know, unless that's the case, um, I think you need to look at other options to see what's out there. And what, you know, I'm going through this right now. I'm going through this right now at home with my wife because we both kind of want to move to Oakville and we would like not necessarily more space, but different type of space. Um, you know, the holidays come around and we like to entertain and cook and have like Christmas dinner at our home. And when that happens, there's, you know, there could be anywhere from 12 to 20 people at the house. Right. We'd both love to have a huge kind of farm style dining table where everybody can sit at the same table instead of having, you know, people squashed in together and eight people in one room and eight people in another room and the kids at the kids table and this and that. I hate that. Um but Yeah, for that, you, ma- need, just, you need a bigger open space, even if you're just temporarily bringing in folding tables but stretching it through two rooms right well that's what we do now we bring in the folding tables and folding chairs and it's not pretty but uh, it works unfortunately we don't have the space to to have it all as one so it's all spread throughout the main floor and it's friggin' ridiculous but you know just the other week she came home and and it's like i i don't know if she finally just realized it or or clued in because I've been saying it for a number of months and months now. We live in a great location. Yeah. Like to be on our street at the end of the street, you've got one of the best parks in town, you know, um, about a kilometer away, you've got the biggest park in town, which I love walking through with, with Winston on a relatively regular basis. And, uh, you know, the other end of our street, we've got uh, Sobeys and all the amenities we need. You can walk to the hospital. You can walk to the schools. Um, You're only a few minutes away from pretty much any other amenity you need. So it's hard to find those kind of places, right? It's hard to find, well, depending on what you want. But if you want a park close by because you've got kids. Right. You know, um, 
But I think if you, I mean, that's, you know, nice to have, obviously. I think most places do have parks relatively close. Like most municipalities yeah. are pretty good at building. Uh, yeah, adequate. but have you seen some of the parks? Like if you go into the BD and Coates neighborhood, some of the older neighborhoods that are newish homes, like 15, 20-year-old homes. Yeah. Um, have you seen some of those parks? Yeah, but the kids don't care. They just give them a slide and... A swing and they'll be happy as... That's literally what they're going to get. A slide and a swing that's like still made of those old steel ropes and and shitty rubber half-tire kind of swings. Um, come on. You know, like there, there are differences in parks. Yeah, no doubt. I wouldn't move for the sake of... I don't think having a... A nice park nearby versus a bad park would be would persuade me personally. Well, maybe not. Well, personally, maybe not for you. You see, to me, it used to be really, really important that when I moved from Oakville to Milton, that I wanted to be walking distance from a grocery store. Because I loved the idea of, you know, in the morning, maybe walking over and grabbing some fresh bagels. Yeah. Or if I needed something quick, you know, I could take the dog for a walk and, and pick something up. Um, but now with Instacart as an example, um, you know, things things change. You can get groceries delivered really quickly. Um, and time for me right now in my life is super, super valuable, right? Um, I don't want to spend my time going for and we had this discussion with Joanna and uh and Amanda, um, a couple of podcasts ago, but um, I'm not anymore in the mindset of going into a grocery store. I used to, you know, the chef and me used to. Yeah, love I was the eat. opposite. I'm, and I'm surprised you don't like to, because I, I enjoy. I mean, I haven't done it forever, but I don't mind it. I enjoy it. You walk around, you see what's new, you check out. You know, you, you, online you can't see all the ingredients even so if you're looking for something like right now as i mentioned to you the other day we're slowly transitioning certain items in our uh refrigerator and our pantry to healthier healthier alternatives can and we talk about that for a couple minutes like can we get off real estate topic i, I want to hear about this because you've grilled me for a few years because I think it was about four years ago that I went all organic. Everything, like, unless it's totally unavailable. And certainly, I mean, as I mentioned, once a week now, we're treating ourselves to some kind of takeout to support local uh, local restaurants and things like that and just give us a, a, a break from cooking every day. Yeah. Um, so obviously, you know, 80% of that time, it's non-organic, but all of the fruits, vegetables, meats, everything that's coming into our home, all the pastas, the sauces, um, even, you know, our ketchup, things like that, all organic has been for the past five years. Now with those convenience charges of getting stuff delivered to the home and us eating more because we're home more often. Um, and I don't know, you're sitting around more, maybe at night you're getting more snacky um things like that our our grocery bill is just through the roof but the other the other day you you said that you're transitioning and we had maybe a 30 second chat but i want to learn a little bit more about this and what brought this on and 
I think it's just as we get older and there's, you just become, I mean, we, I have just become more aware of the importance of eating healthy and the impact of it. Um, short and long-term and especially raising the kids with proper eating habits, but it, you know, there's certain, like we're not going full organic and we have done a fair bit of research and there's certain things where certain produce where you should, like they call it a dirty dozen. You've got a, a list of things that are more sure. heavily. Um, Cucumbers, you should buy organic as an example. Pretty much anything leafy, uh, any lettuces, that sort of stuff. Yep. But then there's certain things that you don't need to, like cauliflower, broccoli, those things have natural um, chemicals in them that prevent bugs from getting them. So they're not as, they're not treated the same way from a farming perspective. So there's certain things that we're transitioning to. Uh, and then certain things like I, I sent you a picture of that uh, mayonnaise. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Sir Kingston's. Sir Kingston's. And uh, so I've always been a big advocate of cutting sugar out of my diet. So anywhere, and there's sugar in virtually everything. If you look into it deeply, oh, 100%. So, you know, I'm very particular, but I always have been for a long time, but the bread I eat, um, but even mayonnaise, like Hellman's has sugar in it. Uh, yep. And, but this new one does not. Condiments so, are a big, big uh, contributor to poor uh, diets because ketchup is basically freaking sugar yeah. like um but, but hey, sometimes it, sometimes ketchup is what gets the kids to eat their meal so for that there's certain times well, where it's suitable <laughs> well you know i'm a big believer especially now having kids and you know our kids are four years old almost um people eat what they know right and that's why you have so many different cultures around the world that eat different things and 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 different habits, eating habits. As you go to poorer countries, um, you know they actually eat much better because they don't have all this processed stuff. Uh, they can't afford to have things like ketchup. Um, you know they they have their own fruits and vegetables that they grow. Um, I mean, I've told you the story before. My grandmother growing up in Hungary, she told me stories of going out into the backyard and literally uh, choking the chicken and that, you know. You be she, careful she, with that term. That's also referred to as something else. She, <laughs> something your grandmother would not be able to well, do herself. Well, you know, let's let's not talk about my grandmother choking the chicken then. Um but she went into the backyard, killed her own chicken, and that's what was dinner, right? And yeah. then went into the garden and and pulled out some vegetables and and made it with the chicken, um, and grew those vegetables herself, or her family did. And um, you know, things things are different now, so you have to be more. Well, I think aware more people here, to... and as time goes on, I'm seeing more and more people growing their own produce as well. But the problem here is seasonally, it's not always. Um, not always feasible, right? So you do it when well, you can. Living in the province of Ontario is not conducive to to growing anything really, except apples, yeah. uh, you know, or or some some treed fruit uh, that uh, blossoms throughout the warmer months, I guess. But um, there's a lot of indoor growing happening. Um, you know, a lot more 
technological advancements and things that you can buy inside the home to grow your own herbs or or even grow your own greens. Um, Lots of marijuana. I see that going out showing houses all the time. Remember in the summertime, people have the biggest plants just sitting outside now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, back to uh, love it or list it. So I think the biggest fear people have in the renovation part of the process is the management of it, like undertaking that project. Yeah. And it's just, it's just easier to go out and find a home that's got it. Well, a lot of people, not only the whole facilitating and coordinating, getting the hiring the right people, trusting that they'll finish the job and not walk off with your money. But also I think it starts before that. They just can't envision, excuse me, they can't envision it. Right. Like, Whereas when you're looking at houses, oh, here's the finished product. This is what I want. And it, but they, when they go to their house and they look and they, it's hard for them to picture the finished product. So they don't even pursue it. But if you hire, you know, get the process started, uh, stop thinking about it, go get a designer, pay to get it created for you. They'll give you the 3D uh, rendering. And then, you know, maybe perhaps that's what it takes to make that decision. Well, and I think if you are thinking about that, you know, should we renovate or should we just buy another house? Um, I think it's worth the investment to spend the money and get a designer and get some uh, mock-ups because now you can you can get 3D mock-ups of what your home will actually look like. Yeah, with furniture, right? decorated, everything whatever you want right like it's it's amazing what the designers can can come up with now and right down to choosing the exact same material so if you have a certain type of flooring you want they can drop that into the rendering so and then you can virtually walk through it yeah and sometimes that opens your eyes too right like so if the designer creates your new kitchen living room area as an example and you know you've taken down a wall or you've moved counters and moved cabinetry um what have you you might realize wow we can get this in this home and not have to move and not have to relocate little billy and whatever uh from his school um you know that can be a good option but it also might make you realize maybe your home isn't big enough to accommodate what you want or need, right? Like if you want that farm table with 20 seats around, even with this renovation, it's still not going to give it to you. And, and you watch shows like love or listed as an example, you'll see that sometimes they'll go, yeah. How on average, how many people opt to reno versus love or listed? I wonder which route is more common. Yeah, I don't know. I've I've watched the show. I, I think it might be a 50-50-ish split, right? Yeah. Um, and again, if you've lived in the in the neighborhood for 20 years, you as an example, uh there's a street in our neighborhood. There's a there's a couple of streets that I can think of, but there's a street in our neighborhood. I won't mention it. Um, but they have a street party. Every summer, uh, the neighbors and 
during the street party, they they do a pig roast. All the kids get out. There's music blaring. You know, the parents are drinking and having fun. They block off the street. You're not going on that street unless you live on it. Um, so there's no through traffic. It's a great street. There's actually a home coming up for sale uh, very shortly on that street. Um, so I might have a buyer for it. But I have, um, well, I have. Uh, there are clients of our team on that particular street, and they would like to move, but their hesitation is that they love the street so much, and not not so much the street itself. We I mean, have several. Street, we have several clients uh, yeah, on that street, but also the the neighbors. So, but as soon as you see one move, then all of a sudden that those dynamics change, right? At some point, yep. somebody's moving. It's a matter of who's going to pull the trigger first. Yeah. Not a lot of turnover on the street over the last 10 years. But um, anyway, you know, you, so if you live on a street like that and you love your neighbors, you guys are hanging out in each other's backyards. The kids have grown up together because you see that a lot. Kids have grown up together and they, they're out playing road hockey together, things like that. You might not want to move, but you might have lifestyle changes in the house that you, you want to make, right? Whether you need that home office accommodation or you need more space or you hate your kitchen, you hate your bathroom. Um, you know, my house is not that old, 10 years old, but I'm looking at it. You know, we just bought some new furniture and I'm like, you know what, this summer when you and the kids are at the cottage, I'm going to have the kitchen, uh, cabinets redone. Uh, and I'm going to replace the backsplash because, 10 years ago, the backsplash was nice and on trend. And uh, my mother-in-law thinks I'm crazy because she loves it. But I'm like, you know what? It's outdated now to me. And there's, you know, nice backsplashes right now. Like really nice tiles is a big thing. Um, and it's not, there's not a lot of wall space that it's, it's a huge cost. But with giving the cabinets a more modern color, giving them that fresh look. Cause now they're looking, they're looking like shit. They're all beat up, scratched up, you know, yeah. um, black cabinetry to me is, is no longer a thing. So our Island, which is black, uh, is kind of giving me that sore eye. Um, but you can do things like that, that just freshen up the look. Well, it makes a huge difference. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. And but 10 years looking... is about the time when people consider it because Alicia and I, that's on our list of things to do as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you decide that even if you want to sell the home, you're doing those kind of things to for your own enjoyment potentially, but also prepare. essentially you're preparing the home that if you did need to sell it or want to sell it, um, that it's ready to go. Right. Right. And, and and home ownership should be an evolutionary process with uh, renovations and upgrades and updates, right? Like it's something that you always have to be on top of, whether it's well, finishing. Well, you don't have to. Like these are no, things. No, you have to. These are you things have you want to. to. There are things no, you bullshit, have to. Bullshit. You have to. No, you don't. There are things you have to. Like uh, we have a client that just bought a house in Burlington and he's gutting it and refinishing it. And it was built in the 80s. And it was all original and the homeowners lived there, bought it new and died there. And they, you know, they, you have to do the roof occasionally. You have to do the furnace when it dies, but you don't have to do anything else. Depends on well, what you I don't know. 
I don't know. I, I look like at most, it a, little a lot of people would look at your kitchen and say, oh, my God, I would die to have this. And here, you know, and here you are saying it has to be redone. So it's just that stuff is just personal preference. I disagree because as an example, um, with the backsplash, let's just talk about the backsplash. Okay. So mm-hmm. I have a mixed marble, stone, uh, white uh, backsplash. Okay. You know, my backsplash, it's not bad, right? Like it, it looks okay. Uh, but I guarantee you, if I modernize that and bring it to 2021 and, you know, there's a couple of uh, tile specialists um, that stock some really modern, nice, new design type of tiles. If I pick a good backsplash, it will elevate and modernize the, the look of the kitchen really, really quickly. And we have preached for the last 10 years, in, as long as we've been in real estate, the goal is to have somebody fall in love with your home. Yeah. People fall in love with all the modern finishes right now. Like they want it to be relevant. They want to open a magazine and their home look like the magazine home. Yeah, right? yeah, but we're not talking about selling. We're talking about love it or list it. We're talking Yeah, the- but why not do these renovations and enjoy it, which also become a part of the process in updating your home to sell it? Well, I recommend if something's not- How many know, people, and in fact, I'm, I, I just came from a property that we're listing that they installed the backsplash now for the purpose of selling and they look at it and they go, oh, this looks awesome. We should yeah. have done it. Yeah. If something bothers uh, you, for sure, do it. Because I think you should, when you come home from wherever, let's say work. Here's another example. Your home should be a place of, like your little sanctuary. You look forward to going home. The hardware on on our doors, you have the same hardware, right? I'm talking about the handles and and stuff on your interior doors. Yeah, They're kind of this satin finish, right? Like a, a, what do you call it? They're uh, brush nickel. Brush nickel. Yeah. 10 years ago, that was the thing. Brush nickel was, oh, you have some nice brush nickel hardware. It wasn't brass, right? Uh, which most of the homes on the market at that time, you would find brass or some shitty stuff. And now it's, it's uh, at, at that point, it was brush nickel. I'm going to be changing out all the hardware to put some nice matte black throughout the house because that's now... Um, you know, uh, what's common that if you buy a brand new build with a, a, a builder, as an example, you're not getting brushed anything right now. You're getting flat black, matte black, whatever you want to call it. Um, glass, glass hardware, or, or, you know, um, uh, different, uh, mixed metals, um, are are coming back like uh, a flat brass, things like that. So I, I wouldn't spend. So for me, same thing with our kitchen hardware. I'm changing our kitchen hardware because those long. Uh, uh, I thought that's what you were talking about. No, I was talking about doors, like oh, uh, interior door handles, interior doors. Yeah, right. but I'm going to do the kitchen at the same time because I think for you know. 10 bucks a a piece 
you do your whole kitchen for a couple hundred bucks and you're just changing out the brush nickel hardware into a flat black or something like a, um, uh, a brushed, uh, brushed gold. Um, it can really modernize and, and bring your, uh, outdated. It's now outdated, right? Like those, what do you call them? Those long, I don't know, maybe I'll throw a picture up on Instagram. Um, so for me, though, when we talk love it or listed, I think people have that they're they're not making that contemplation because they don't just don't like the look of something. I think it's because it no longer serves the it no longer serves the right purpose. Like it doesn't meet their needs anymore. Whether they are, um, I think usually you know families growing right, so they're running out of space. I think that's the big thing. I don't think most people say. Should we, ref- uh, maybe they do, maybe, maybe it is that, but you know, I think most of the time it's because it function, it doesn't function the way they need it to function. Whereas an outdated kitchen being revamped will look much nicer for sure, but it doesn't, I don't know if people for that alone would be reason to move. I think the main reason is because the house doesn't satisfy their needs anymore. Parking, parking's a big one. Parking is a big one. That's a huge one. You can't change that. I know. I mean, that's often most people upsizing. That's that's why. Well, size of size of the property itself, right? Like, if as an example with our homes, you couldn't fit a pool in there. Yeah. So if you wanted a home with a pool, and your lot is unable to provide that to you, you've got to move. You there's no no ifs ands or buts about it. Um, or, you know, you have kids that are going to be driving soon, or now you and your spouse, and it could be the opposite too. Maybe you have a double car garage with four car parking in the driveway. And now both you and your spouse are working from home. Yeah. Um, and you don't need a double car garage anymore. Right. Right. You need a single car garage and, um, you know, maybe you could save, thousand bucks a month on your mortgage by downsizing or just getting a different type of, of home. Right. Yeah. Well, I um, wonder if there's people now, cause I mean, I don't, I wouldn't do it, but I did contemplate it because as you know, I I'm considering to replace my car and I'm like, I'm like our cars, you're spending a lot of money to have two cars sit in the fucking driveway. Like, why do we have two cars? I wonder if there's a lot of people thinking the same thing now, like, well, in your instance, you know, you're going to be in and out of the home, especially during uh, better weather. You're going to be in and out of the home even during this COVID period all the time, right? You, you've you got to pick up a lockbox. You've got to run through a property. You've got to yeah, do a virtual in, open house, this and that. You can't like, leave I, your wife and the kids without a car. You can. What? People do it all the time. I, I, that's a luxury. Okay, bring, bring Alicia <laughs> on right now and let's ask her that question because I think that's... There's no way in hell she would let you go down to one car and leave them without a vehicle. I bet you we could make it happen. I mean, you'd save a thousand bucks a month. More. You'd save fifteen hundred bucks a month. Get a fucking month. Corolla then, okay? Don't be driving such nice vehicles. <laughs> but between car insurance, gas, maintenance, spoiled pig. No, that's what I'm saying. I, I think that's what I'm saying. I, I think I think that's probably something people are contemplating is I'm spending all this money on having two cars and neither are being used. So 
I wonder, you know, if people and and now builders are building houses, bigger, much bigger single car homes. Uh, and that's probably maybe that's a reason people are maybe there's fewer. No, the reason cars. is because you need more land to build double car mm-hmm. garage homes and builders are cutting land sizes because land is getting expensive. Right. That's and the it was, reason. It was just a thought. It popped into my head for a split second the other day. Well, Not- if you live in a suburb like Milton or a suburb like Milton, a suburb, I was going to say something else, but I was going to say subdivision. If you live in a suburb like Milton, Oakville, Burlington, uh, Guelph, you need, you need two cars in a family of four. You need it. You need it. I think I want to know who's, who's listening. So first of all, if you're listening, which you obviously are, follow the podcast, like it, subscribe, follow and comment. Could you live, assuming you have a family, could you live with one car? And do you? Do you only have one car? I know people that only and have... And does your spouse agree with your your thought on that? Because I I, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law have one car. He takes it every, every day. He takes it to work. And they're, they're doing just fine. I mean, right now, he's not working. Uh, he's working from home. But they've always only had one car. I guess a lot of people do it. I don't know. I don't I mean, know. Cars they... are the, one of the biggest wastes of money, really. Oh, 100%. So I can 100%. see why. If, if you spend, let's say, I think the average household is in, in the areas that we do business in. They spend upwards of probably $1,200 on maybe on average $1,200 a month. And that might even be low yeah. for two, for two vehicles because you can't lease a car or finance a car really now for less than $400 a month ish. Yes, you can. I'm sure you can still get like Corollas and uh, yeah, that's still three fifty a month. Is I'm it? saying yeah. on average, oh, like if you want, Oh, you're saying, okay. Okay. Well, a Toyota Sienna, even yeah. the most basic Toyota Sienna right now. Oh, realistically, people are getting hang the on. Dodge Caravan. Okay, well, Dodge Caravan, the yeah. cheapest Dodge Caravan. Let's say you, you, you're on a budget and you go and you get the cheapest Dodge Caravan. Are Actually, you, I don't even think that car calling, exists anymore. But are go you ahead. searching it right now? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, Anyways, you <laughs> Uh, you got to be in that three hundred and fifty dollar a month range with no money down, maybe a little bit more. Like it's a six cylinder van, you got to be around four hundred bucks. Anyways, so let's just say four hundred, yeah. because then you could be like you going out to Audi and 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 leasing uh, a luxury car for a whole lot more than four hundred. So I'm saying on average, right? You have two vehicles, you're probably spending eight hundred dollars, maybe yeah. even closer to a thousand dollars a month in yeah. payments. Yeah. Yeah. Then you've got insurance on both. There's another, call it two to 300 bucks. So let's say on the low side, $200 for two vehicles. That would be super low. Yeah. Then you're going to spend, even if you're not driving a whole lot, you're going to spend at least another between gas, maintenance, and uh, 407. I can guarantee you another 200 bucks there. Gas, maintenance, 407. Yeah. So you're creeping up to 1500 bucks a month for two pretty basic vehicles. 
$1,500 a month converted into a mortgage is the equivalent right now of almost 400,000 bucks. Yeah, it's big money. So you essentially, your cars cost are, are a $400,000 mortgage. That's what your cars are for two cars. Yeah. And the higher price that you go, have you found out what a Dodge Caravan lease is for yet? Yeah, it's ridiculous. They charge 6% to lease. That's re- insane. It's Yeah, they don't have they don't have lease programs. So that's why I was using Toyota Sienna as an, an example. See. Yeah, cuz probably their lease is uh 100 bucks a week. For okay, five so there you go. Months. I told you. Yeah. And that's for the find- bare bones basic which nobody gets. They the dealerships no. don't even stock them. Yeah, right. So you end up upgrading. So you go from the $25,000 vehicle to the $30,000 vehicle. And now your lease is 150 bucks a week. Yeah. So cars aren't cheap anymore, man. They've, they've, they've gone up in price. I mean, they've got, you know, more features now too, more safety features and whatnot. But anyway, yeah. we've uh, run around in our discussions today. Um, it's all relevant because if you, you know, love it or list it, and one of the factors is how much can you afford in both scenarios. And one of the considerations might be where can you cut back? And maybe that means driving one less vehicle. Hey, there's a, there's a, an addition on the you know, second floor added to your bungalow or an addition off the back. Or, down, um, or downgrade your vehicles that you have. downgrade your vehicles. Absolutely. Maybe one vehicle doesn't have to be a new vehicle lease. Maybe one you go you know, to a used car dealership like Gorod's here in Milton, and you find a good quality used vehicle for seven, 8,000 bucks, you pay that off cash and then you don't have a payment. Right. Include that in the mortgage when you refinance to do your rental. Yeah. And, and then, you know, seven, 8,000 bucks uh, rolled into your mortgage is, I don't know, off the top of my head, but uh, quick math, uh, somewhere in the vicinity of 50 bucks a month it's or nothing. something, right? Like it's yeah. nothing. Yeah. Anyway, that's episode 122 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. I'm Ariel Cremendi. He's Adrian Trott. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If um, you haven't done so, please like, subscribe, and comment. Do you have a two-car household right now? And could you, could you go... Could you downsize? Could you downsize? Could you go down to one car or could you... Let's let's even elaborate on that even further. Could you keep two cars but downsize those cars? That would save you some. And money I want there. to know for and those. Does your spouse agree? Does your spouse well, agree? Yeah, yeah. If you say, uh, if if you say we'll go from two cars to one cars, yeah, no problem. Uh, but if does your spouse agree from going from two cars to one car? And if you are currently a one car, I want fan, you to maybe. ask Adrian. I want you to ask Alicia because you seem to think that you guys could do it. Okay, and if you were, if you are currently a one-car family, I'm curious how um, how that affects your your family and your relationship. Like, are there a lot of arguments over who gets the car at what time and when you get home? And oh, you were ten minutes late. Now I'm going to be late for my appointment. You know, is it worth it? Is also the question. I th- but before we wrap it up, I think it also depends on where you live, because if you're living in a more, um, you know, closer to a, a city center or like a downtown core or whatever, a, you know, and, and your spouse needs the vehicle um, and you're left without a vehicle, you can always just get an Uber, right? Yeah. Um, 
So I don't know, but would love to hear everybody's comments on that. Thank you for listening. Episode 122. We will see you next week. Ciao. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye.